What's up, everybody? It's Chad. I'm back again with another episode, episode 41 of Ash Chad Grassy Logic. We're headed to the end of season one. Um, this is the second to last episode of this season. Then we'll come back in January for another episode. We're going to skip next week because that's Thanksgiving. Then we'll come back the 30th, and that'll be our last episode for the season. Um, might have a special one for you guys, so you know, stay tuned. But without further ado, I want to introduce my guest, Matt Kennicott. Did I say that right? You did. You got it, Chad. Thanks. Heck yeah, 100%. Good at that one. Um, and he's from The Plug, um, and you're located in Albuquerque, correct? Uh, I, I'm, I'm in Albuquerque today, but uh, I actually live in Socorro. Oh, Socorro. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah kind of like almost halfway, right? Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, um, thank you for joining me today. Uh, we're going to be talking about some taxes stuff, some medical card, um, you know, um, numbers are kind of dwindling here in the state. And um, yeah, we're just gonna have a good, some good conversations. So let's get into it. So yeah, uh, Matt, the plug. So who is the plug? You know, like what do you guys do? Yeah. So I want to give you a little bit of background about the plug, and then I can give some of my background, and it all kind of come together and make sense. So yeah, please, the, please the, do. The, the plug is a new organization that uh, that I and a, a couple of partners have put together to help represent uh, small cannabis businesses in New Mexico, and by small. We mean 50 or fewer employees. Okay. Uh, the big guys all have representation. They've, you know, they've got their lobbyists or internal staff that can can do what they need to do. But as we know, the small cannabis businesses are kind of out there on their own. Yeah. Uh, so we we formed this group to uh, to set it up as kind of a co-op that does policy work, if you will. So okay. we we advocate for positive uh, positive policy change with policymakers up at the legislature uh -huh. or. Uh, with city councils or county commissions. Um, actually, just earlier this week, we were up at CCD testifying against uh, some of the rule proposals that they have in place. So we're doing a lot of advocacy. And then on the co-op side of things, we're, we're doing things like uh, getting operators together to do bulk purchasing, uh, just to, to make, uh, make the cost of our inputs and everything else cheaper. And that could be anything from uh, packaging to... Uh, trim scissors to whatever whatever you need so we can we can do that um, and then we've got a few things that we're that we're cooking like uh, an annual conference uh, we want to make that that big with a bunch of continuing education and then uh, kicking off here uh, first quarter of next year we're going to do something called Toke talks uh, okay. where we bring in experts from throughout the industry to do things like uh, coaching sessions or uh, you know, attorneys have to get CLEs to, to keep their licenses active. So once a quarter, we're going to be doing Toke Talks to, to help uh, bring continuing education to the uh, to the industry in New Mexico. And then um, one of the other big things we're doing is offering an association health plan. So anybody who enrolls as any company who, that enrolls as a member of the plug, uh, they can get their their own health insurance. and They can get a health insurance for their employees as well as long as 50% of their, their employees uh, participate in the health plan. And the bigger the pool we grow, the, the lower the premiums will be. So that's kind of what the plug is and, and what we offer and what we do. Um, you know, just a little bit about my background too, to, to make a little bit of sense out of this. I've been in cannabis policy since uh, 2007, since the introduction of the Lynn and Aaron Compassionate Use Act. I was actually uh, working in the legislature at the time and uh, was lucky enough to, to be able to work on that that legislation for the caucus. And then from there, uh, you know, I was I I worked for the previous governor uh, for some time as her policy director and helped work on work on some of the uh, some of the expansion of the program under DOH, the medical program mm -hmm. under DOH. Um, I worked on this governor's task force uh, when when that was in place as a policy analyst. And then after the bill passed, um, was it the SM 105 or was it the rec one? The the rec one. The rec okay, one. cool. Because I was on SM 105. I was like, oh shit, were you there? <laughs> yeah, it, it, I did a little work on SM 105. I wasn't actually there. I was I was like way behind the scenes with the uh, gotcha. stuff. So yeah, and then I worked on the after that, part. oh nice, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. doing a lot of like general general policy stuff. Got uh, it. Dope. Man. All that. So yeah, it's pretty world. cool. And then <laughs> very small world cannabis, especially. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then after uh, after the bill passed, I, I formed with my uh, with my former business partner, uh, Weeds Cannabis Consulting. OK. Um, and, and recently sold that so I could uh, go uh, go farm full time and, and work on the plug full time. 
Nice, nice. So you just mentioned a farm. So do you have your your own whole, whole huge farm? Is it part of the plug, or you know what do you got going on? If you can, so, you know, share. Oh, absolutely. So separately, uh, my girlfriend and I have a company called High Maintenance. Okay. Um, That's cool. And, uh, part of it is is uh, we we've got a, a micro production license, so mm-hmm. plants, and then we've also got a a manufacturing license. Uh, we're setting up a um, a uh, shared cannabis kitchen. So people can come in and, and make their, their cannabis confections. And we set that up as kind of a, um, kind of an incubator model. You know, mm-hmm. we want, we want businesses to come in and we'll teach them some basics and help with marketing and that kind of stuff. And hopefully in a couple of years, they'll outgrow the facility that, that we're in and be able to go out on their own and, and do their own business. So we set it up as, as a way to, to really help coach uh, startup businesses. Yeah. No, it's it's great because, you know, there's so many people in this industry who came in with, you know, little to no knowledge on business. You know, they may have, you know, years and years of experience of growing, but, you know, their experience of business is, you know, little to none. Um, So it's great that you guys are kind of offering some support in that sense, you know, within it. You can kind of put them under your wing like, okay, don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, you know, a lot of the, a lot of folks, obviously the, the only place for a lot of people to start in the past was in the black market. So we really want to help bring some of those people who have just absolutely fire black market products to the legal. Sorry about that. (laughs) Producer hit a button. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's 10 pushups, Gina. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Continue. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Yeah. So we, uh, uh, we, we, we just, we want to be able to help bring people out of the kind of out of the, the traditional market and into the, into the, uh, the new rec market yes. and, uh, help provide a lot of those skills. And a lot of times folks don't have enough startup cash to get their own facility either. So mm-hmm. we figured a shared facility would be a good way to go. So yeah, we, we grow, uh, we grow our own and, uh, we're getting this, uh, this manufacturing kitchen set up and set up in, uh, Socorro. Nice, man. Well, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. I always think Albuquerque, but you know, Socorro is one of those places that haven't really touched base. And how many shops are in Socorro? Uh, there's, let's see, one, two, three, four. I think there's five right now. Five. Uh, with a with a six probably coming online there pretty soon. Uh, so, okay. And, yeah. and if some of you are in the El Paso area, if you're confused, I'm not talking about Socorro, Texas. I'm talking about Socorro, New Mexico. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know. There's two of them, and they're pretty close to each other. So, yeah, um, those yeah. who are confused. It, it is in New Mexico, not in Texas. Exactly. <laughs> Probably like, man, that guy is brave. That's <laughs> <laughs> a little more brave than I want to be, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm not messing with that one. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it in legal state for now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure, I don't want Walker Texas Ranger showing up. Um, <laughs> Chuck Norris's beard will beat me up. So <laughs> plants die when he shows up. That's right. <laughs> they wilt. Yeah. So you know, it's great that you know you guys are you know kind of central northern area. You know, so, so you guys have like this whole because I've been trying to you know focus on the south. You know, because mm-hmm. we're we're so forgotten about. You know, but yeah, you know, we have this yeah. little little gem called Sullen Park. You know, mm-hmm. and you know that's kind of one of those things that's putting the South on the map. Because even really today is. when I was watching the Invested New, Invest in New Mexico workshop, they mentioned Southern Park a few times, mm-hmm. you know, and it's because it's little Dubai. And, yeah. you know, I remember, you know, when I, when I said it the first time, people were like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because, like, I just saw the potential and I saw everything going up mm-hmm. and there's nothing there, you know. Yeah. Like, there, there's not even, like, I don't even think there's, like, a, a CVS or, like, a Walmart there, you know. Like, no. there's nothing. Nope. <laughs> we couldn't even find a burrito spot. Um, like that's how, that's how much there's nothing there. Um, but maybe I'll just look at the wrong place. I don't know. Uh, but you know, it's great that you guys are, aren't focusing on the MSOs too. You know, like they're, they've yeah. been supported for so long when we were on the, on the medical side too, you know, we had, you know, mm-hmm. some issues with that, you know, and yep. there was really no representation for anything else. You know, even yeah. the ones that did come up smaller, like we had mother earth herbs who were a little bit smaller, um, versus mm-hmm. the other ones here, you know, there was no support for people like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but now that there's way more, it's it's a little easier, I guess. But you know, I'm glad you guys are picking up that slack and you know, and you know, kind of just you know going in full charge, you know. So I'm glad that you know I've been able to connect with you guys and everything too, you know, pretty oh, recently. Absolutely, man. Yeah, you're I think you're you, you hit the nail on the head. Yes, the, the MSOs and the OGs have uh they've had all the support that they've needed for a long time and 
they 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 obviously have the funding behind them to to do the things that they need to do. Um, so the really the main idea behind all this was to to offer that help to the help and support to small businesses and give give our businesses voice, uh, yeah. especially with uh, lawmakers and and regulators. Like uh, you know, having been on the legislative side of things and the campaign side of things. I see how well advocacy actually works. Mm -hmm. So we, and I, I figured we needed the, the advocacy for the small guys in the industry. Like this is cannabis in New Mexico is, is probably one of the greatest economic opportunities for people living in the state that we've had in a long time, if ever um, with new employment, with new businesses, just with the amount of new money that's, that's circulating around the state. It's huge. So <clears throat> I, I feel like we need to do what we can to help protect that and, and help bring up the mom and pops, which really business in New Mexico is based on small business. So let's let's look out for and help protect those businesses. A hundred percent. And, you know, we're now seeing too, you know, um, other places that have gone legal, you know, way before we have. Um, they're starting to take mold of, you know, what's really going to be there at the end of the day and kind of what I've seen, uh, particularly like in Canada. Um, what I mm -hmm. see is the craft, the craft cannabis is seeming to being taking over um, versus, mm -hmm. you know, the big fast produced, yeah. you know, mass amount cannabis, which I can see that being the case here in New Mexico already. You know, we're yeah. already like, no, no, we want craft, 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 craft. And I think that's because we learned our lesson from the medical days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I would you know, hope. I would hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because um, some people, do, they haven't been here long enough to understand how bad it was when it was medical. You know, yeah. you've been around since 2007. I got into the program in 2013. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even then, like, it was it was bad. Like, I lived in Alamogordo at the time. That's where I'm from originally. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Alamo kid. And um, we, we didn't have a dispensary there. You know, there was yeah. zero dispensaries in Alamogordo. I had to go to Rio Doso or mm -hmm. come here to Cruces. And yep. so, you know, I was really limited. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people who don't really understand that struggle. And we already have experience with, you know, some of this. So when some people come yep. into the state, we're kind of like, yeah, but that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so don't don't try it again. And yeah, I mean, let's not go back to that route. <laughs> I, I I think you're seeing seeing a lot of the the same things that I'm seeing, and I like I've been telling people for quite a while now. I think what we're going to see in this market, especially, is kind of the way the craft beer market has gone, where you have your mass producers, and you you know you've got your like WalMarts of of whatever you want. And there's always going to be a customer base for that in New Mexico, right? Yeah. But there's those of us that that absolutely love really good weed and we we want to smoke the best stuff. So we're going to start seeing a lot more craft come up. So the way I see the market shaping up is you're going to have like your Walmarts or the guys that just want to push volume and, and not, not aren't too worried about the quality um, versus the the craft side of things. And I, that's really where I think we're we're headed and how things are shaping up. 100%. And, you know, I've actually been on the record, you know, for about a year and a half, almost two years, stating that, you know, was going to be mm -hmm. the case in the end because just the way New Mexico's markets have gone so far, especially, yep. you know, with the beer wine market, you know, very yeah. local, very craft, you know, very mm -hmm. good tasting. You know, I, mm -hmm. I enjoy local craft brews myself, you know, when I, when I do have a drink every now and then. Absolutely. Um, you know, so, yeah, I could see cannabis the same way because there's some really great growers in the state that came from oh, yeah. either the black market or, you know, they came from, you know, PPL side, you know, back mm -hmm. in there. You guys don't know PPL is a personal production license. We used to have to get a stupid license to grow. Yeah. <laughs> um, or they came from that side and they're just, you know, killing it out there. And there's even guys yep. that I've had on the show that have been growing for two years, you know, and they're just killing it. You they're know, just um, killing it. Yeah. They just Zach figured out the also, recipe. Killing it, bro. Yeah. Like when yeah. he told me how long he was growing, I was like, dude, hats off to you. You got to be <laughs> killing me. I was like, Absolutely. that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, it's great to see people, you know, able to get into the market like that. And I hope we can Absolutely. continue that. You know what I mean? I think so. And I like, <laughs> you know, this, like I said, this is such a huge economic opportunity for New Mexicans. I mm -hmm. I think we have a chance here to to keep a, a strong, healthy market for, for everyone. And, you know, I'm I'm still pretty bullish on the market. I think there's still a lot of opportunity for growth and, and room for uh, for new businesses to come in as well as long as you're smart and learning what learning your market and learning what your customers work want mm -hmm. there there's no reason that that we can't uh, can all be successful it's a it's a pretty decent sized pie here so yeah 
you know, there, I, I think there's, there's a lot of room for a lot of success in the state. I agree. And, and you know, we're, we're going through growing pains right now, you know, we're oversaturated, mm-hmm. but every market has gone through this um, at some point in yep. their history. So th- we're just following the same path. It's just on a yeah. faster timeline. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. It's it, like, go ahead. no, I was just going to say it. Part of it is because our, our, our licensing process has been so easy up to this point. Uh, which is a good thing, you know. We yeah. we we needed that to start, but now that we're a couple of years into this experiment and uh, we're we're seeing how things work, uh, you know, I think I think CCD is seeing this too. They're they're getting ready to start actually cracking down on people and uh, going to those operators that are blatantly doing stupid things or illegal things. Yeah. Uh, the the learning curve is kind of over. <laughs> I agree. With you. So. You know, the- the days of them, you know, uh, just giving you a little pat on the hand, you know, is over. You know, you, you yep. had your chances. You know, if you aren't doing it right by now, you deserve to get shut down. You yeah, know? absolutely. No, yeah. Can't, can't argue with that at all. Yeah. Um, you know, and chatting with, uh, I chatted with the director uh, uh, quickly after their, their rules hearing on Monday. And, you know, he, I was, was very pleased to hear that they are taking such a strong stance on compliance now. Because I think that's one of the things that will... Uh, absolutely help strengthen our market here is yes. strong compliance enforcement from uh, from CCD. It, yeah. You know, as long as they're not just coming down on you for for stupid little things. Yeah. Um, but that's one way to root out some of these bad actors, and I think one way to help uh, kind of correct the the oversaturation in the market uh, because you'll start seeing people that won't be able to actually comply with with the laws and the rules, and they're gonna have to shut their doors. And yeah. I think that's coming sooner rather than later too. I do too. And that's going to, like you said, help with the oversaturation. And mm-hmm. I've called that for a while. You know, the people that just aren't making it because they don't have good product, can't produce good product. You know, they have bad customer service, uneducated yeah. employees. Yeah. You know, all these places, are, they're, they're going to eventually fail over the mm-hmm. places that are providing these services. You know, exactly. we're not forced to go to any of these places. It is our choice as the consumer, as an yep. open market, where we want to go. And that dictates who's here at the end of the day. You know, yeah, not 100%. just because someone decided to open up a shop, we owe them being here at the end of the day. You know, like if they have yeah. good services, good product, hell yeah. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, if not, then I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else, you know? Yeah, 100%. Well, and we we have plenty of choices in the state now, too. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that, that I've seen driving around the state with Veronica, and we've, we've put 70,000 miles on my truck this year uh you know doing wholesale and now running around the state uh recruiting people for the plug and doing all these other things one thing we've noticed that's really lacking with a lot of these places is good customer service it's i think those are going to be some of the first that that they're going to end up shutting down in the state it's just it's so important <laughs> mm-hmm. so it is 100 yeah so i i don't know i think I think here in the next two to three months, we're going to start seeing a lot of this, this start to start to shake out. I do too. Um, and you know, it's great that the, you know, the CCD is cracking down. I'm happy myself because that's a public health issue. Um, because some of these places mm-hmm. are selling moldy cannabis. Some of these places are oh, producing yeah. moldy cannabis, you know, and just thinking like it's a no big deal. No, nothing's wrong with that. Yep. Um, yep. So I'm glad that this is happening. There are a lot of bad actors in the industry and that's happened yeah. in every state when they've gone legal, Everywhere. you know, like even, yep. even the illegal dispenser we had here in Cruces for a little bit, that's happened in other states, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, oh, it, look at it New York gonna right happen. now. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. It's a mess. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, they created something crazy over there. Like, and what's funny is our drug policy alliance and theirs work together on both of those pills, so they're mm-hmm. kind of similar. But I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. that could have got even worse. <laughs> it could have got a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, guys, we were we're in a pretty good little Goldilocks area right now, to be honest. <laughs> so, but yeah, truly. Uh, I want to pull back and talk about more about the plug. I mean, with great conversations yeah. though, because I mean, they're, they're needed. And, you know, with both of our experiences, I kind of feel like, you know, we could touch base and, you know, bring up a lot of good points for certain people. And it's up to you all the audience. If you agree or disagree, you know, it's up to you. I'm not trying to sway your way, but you know, this is just from our experiences. So yeah. Do you care to share membership rates for the plug? Cause you know, you, you've mentioned you oh, know, yeah. a couple of times that you have members and et cetera. Yeah. We're honestly, we're trying to keep it super affordable. So for, for those businesses who don't, who want to be a part of it, but maybe can't necessarily afford the, the larger membership, we've got a membership tier at $500 for the year or 50 bucks a month. 
the our our main membership is a thousand dollars a year or a hundred bucks a month and that gives mm. gives folks access to literally everything that that we do um we're building out a, a big uh uh i guess you could call it like an operator's library mm. um that that'll have a ton of written resources for folks um so yeah we're, we're trying to keep it affordable just a thousand yeah. a year 100 bucks a month or 500 a year 50 bucks a month super yeah. simple fee structure too yeah and it's a part of you know business expenses just like advertising yeah. you know marketing yeah. advertising all that stuff it costs money you're running a business now you know mm -hmm. certain things just aren't going to be free you know yeah. like that's just how it is uh, Wait, i mean we got to be able to pay to go do the advocacy work to to you know get the health plan in place and administer the health plan and mm -hmm. offer all of the benefits that we that we're offering and you know, sometimes it's hard to, as a business owner, to, to see the value in paying for something like this. But I guess where I approach it from is it, having been in, in the, the political world for so long, you can't afford to not do it because yeah. you have to have that representation, especially with where our industry is right now in New Mexico. Yeah, because even on my side, you know, like not just the podcast, but, you know, we also offer advertising on the radio for certain, you know, for retails that they want. But, yeah. you know, getting getting people to actually want to do that is one thing versus it actually happening. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's slowly happening. Don't get me wrong. There's are some people, you know, coming on board. like, Oh, that's a good idea. And, you know, yeah. once federal laws change and some state laws change, it'll be a lot easier to advertise, you know, especially like on Hulu. Because yeah. Hulu is actually pushing out like, hey, advertise with us locally, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it is. I'm like, that's great. And nice. it's really cheap and affordable, you know. Oh, so yeah, it, that's great. It, yeah, if we get that changed, then it'll be night and day for us. But um, mm -hmm. that's really affordable, to be honest, especially if you're a business owner. You know, I yeah. know everyone's trying to save where they can, this and that. But, you know, if you want representation, you can't do it, et cetera. Because going to Santa Fe, it's four hours for me, you know. Like, yeah, it's then, two know, can... for me. And, like, you know, I, I, I don't mind the grind. I don't mind driving two hours up and two hours back. Or, like, if we have to go to a city council meeting in, like, Hobbs or something mm -hmm. like that, I don't mind it's uh it's i don't know it's it, like you <laughs> in order to run an organization like this you need to have strong members supporting you and people who uh, really understand the mission and yeah. what they're what they're getting for it um yeah. and we 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 want as many people and as many businesses to join as possible um so we can grow our, our pool and grow our representation and yeah. also with the health plan that we offer the more people you get involved, the the cheaper the premiums. Yeah. Um, so if we, you know, if we we have like a hundred member businesses, that's great. But two hundred is even better because then we're expanding that uh, not just the pool of people that we represent in Santa Fe or elsewhere. We're we're expanding that uh, that health insurance pool too to keep it cheaper. And that's great, you know, because as a lot of you know, in the cannabis world, you don't really get benefits when you work for, you know, retails or even just cannabis establishment in general. They normally don't mm -hmm. offer you that. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of it has to do with the taxes, this and that, federal laws, et cetera, et cetera. Just places not offering it for cannabis businesses too. Yep. Um, that, that's like the biggest one. But yeah, yeah, this is that's great that you guys are actually offering that because that's huge for certain people because they come into yeah. this because um, I, I was a bartender for a little bit, you know, you know, when mm -hmm. I first got into the cannabis program and we didn't get medical then either. So, you know, it's kind of like something nope. and similar, but at least you guys are offering that service and, you know, yeah. you're offering more than just like, hey, hit us up to get the laws changed. Like, no, we're going to help you guys get health insurance. You're like, you know, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So We're, we're going to help you get health insurance. We're going to help you save money on big purchases. Like, yeah, you, like we've, we have, we've been around the state so much, we've been able to kind of identify a lot of the issues that, a lot of the common issues that, that operators are facing, whether it's retail manufacturing or, uh, or production. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're really hoping to, to fill some of those gaps with, with what we're doing. hundred percent. And uh, so what, what plans do you have for the future for the plug? I mean, you, you're, you already have all this cool stuff going on, you know, what ways are you trying to expand? Uh, you know, I think in the future, we're going to look at a wholesale market for our, for our membership. So, uh, we can do a lot of internal business to business transactions, um, at having, or not having actually being someone who is on the wholesale grind, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So if we can take a little bit of that, that, uh, that travel and guessing game out of it for folks, uh, we're, we're definitely going to do that. Nice. Um, 
we're, we, we have a continually expanding uh, resource library for businesses. Mm -hmm. So that'll, that includes things like a uh, checklist for uh, what to expect when you're getting inspected or uh, if you're, you're a new operator, what are the, what are all of the documents that you need to, uh, submit as a new operator? How do you get a bank account? Um, it's great that you guys, you know, really helping, you know, the small businesses and everything. And you guys are offering all this stuff, you know, the medical stuff, um, you know, the, even the market. Um, and you're telling me that, you know, today, you know, when I was talking to you that you were helping one of the members with something, what, what was it today that you're helping? I'm not even sure, but it sounded cool. Yeah, uh, I would. I was actually just going through to to do a quick uh, uh, biotrack uh, help for him. Um, you know, he's he's a manufacturer. He mm -hmm. needed a little little assistance with uh, with uh, biotrack and uh, you know moving his product from uh, from start to finish. So I went yeah. in there and uh, you know helped uh, sit down and and help him help him work through that. So we're we're also also offering one on one individual help to to our folks too. Uh, yesterday I went with, with my, one of my co-founders, uh, Julieta from amnesia dispensary. And we went to another dispensary on the other side of town. And, you know, she, she took two hours of her time to actually help coach this, these owners. Um, they were originally looking at selling their place, but after she came in to, to help, uh, coach them, they completely changed their mind. They've got a whole new plan in place, uh, from, from the, where they were before. And, they're ready to move forward. So nice. uh, we're, we're doing some things like that as well that I think will really, um, really benefit a lot of operators. Business consulting too. That, that, that's great because a lot of these people yeah. don't know what they're doing. And I, I say this yeah. a lot and, you know, it's take it what it is for some people, but a lot of these people haven't ran anything more than a track if that. So, yeah. you know, like running a business is totally alien. And so yep. it's great that some of these people are like, okay, and they're willing to listen to, you know, because you know, I've done some... I've done some grow consulting and, you know, people just don't listen. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> so. I know. Well, coming from the consulting world, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so know, I totally get that. Yes. Yeah, on that one. Oh yeah. When I was at weeds, we, I think, uh, I think at one point we had done over a quarter of all of the licenses in the state mm -hmm. and the, the experiences were all over the place. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, they, you get a lot of, a lot of folks that, that, don't uh don't necessarily listen to the advice that they're paying to, for you to give them <laughs> no yeah 100 it's like you're paying for this i hope you know that yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the great things about the plug too is you basically have a consultant there for for a thousand dollars a year uh, you yeah, can't that's cheap you really can't beat that <laughs> no you can't that's cheap yeah, yeah. so i mean it's it, you're getting a deal out there guys you know so absolutely you know, if you're new to this you're not sure or maybe you're failing and you can you have the extra funds i mean this might be a route that you guys can go you know to help you out and save you a little bit yeah um, we bring we bring experts in to help with everything from retail to grow to manufacturing to you know i've, I've got accountants that we can recommend bookkeepers mm -hmm. like just anybody and everybody that you would need in the industry we can we can connect uh, we can connect connect you with Nice. And also speaking of, I mean, you're, you're giving us a hand with this industry sesh that, you know, we're doing, yeah, you know, trying to get all this information and data from all these, you know, local spots, especially the mom and pops. And, you know, I appreciate that because, you know, yeah. it's going to take a, you know, a collective effort to really get it all done. Um, yep. Are you guys going to be here for the Harvest Fest or the Harvest uh, Cup? When, remind me when the Harvest Cup is, you know? It's Saturday. This Saturday. Oh, it is Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh yeah we're gonna try and make it down for that absolutely we're we'll definitely be down there monday for for the town hall heck yeah man i can't wait for that because uh um, yeah absolutely you know, i hope you know most of the businesses in sunland and you know the surrounding area anthony santa Teresa, even chaparral i hope they they show up and if you're watching you're a part of that you know those businesses please come um you know matt's helping me out with some outreach and you know trying to get more people in the know of uh, like i said he has you know a bunch of businesses you know that he's in contact with and you know the more that you guys tell us what's going on the more that the legislators can know too because these are live streamed as well so you know like i i save these on live streams so people can go back and watch them um but we also put all the collective data together and at the end we're probably going to try to do something with it to help you know the efforts of changing the bill in the right way because we only have 30 days in this next session and that's not very long yep. They're normally Not working on the budget. Yeah. Yeah, no. exactly. And we, you know, that's, that's something that, that we will absolutely collaborate with you guys on from, uh, from here on out is, you know, we're, we're doing something similar where we're meeting in committees and trying to, trying to develop a session agenda. Yeah. So, you know, this kind of work that we can collaborate on and, and get together on is fantastic. The more the merrier. Yeah. 
100%. The more data we get and the more places we talk to, the more accurate it's going to be too. You know, yep. Instead of just taking a six-person panel and saying, this is what they say. That's what everybody yeah. thinks. It's like, what? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's not just the MSOs that are doing it either. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You know? you know, the mom and pops, small, big, you know, all of them. So, yeah. you know, it's great. Last yeah, time exactly. we had Top Crop, you know, watching, you know, they were participating on in the chat and everything. So that was great mm -hmm. to see. You know, they're, Absolutely. they're good because they do focus and they do support local, which I can yeah. respect. You know, yep. like if you're coming in and you you support local and you support New Mexico, I'm all yeah. for it. You know, well, so top, top crop. Uh, you know, I've done a lot of work with them. Uh, Matt and Nick and and all the guys here on the ground, they're doing a great job of of what they do, and they're not they're not they make it very clear that they're here to help support the community. We love working with 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 businesses like that. Obviously, they're they're a little too big to be a member of the plug, but you know, we can still, still work with them and talk with them and, and collaborate with them. And, yeah. uh, the ones that are doing a great job for the community, we're, we're all for that. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. You know, and if you're all for improving the community too, yeah, let's do it. hundred percent. Yep. So absolutely. Well, do you guys have any events or anything planned as the plug, you know, in the future? Yeah. Uh, December, we're going to, we're going to actually host another, uh, another, you know, bigger, uh, membership meeting. What we'll end up doing is is bringing all of our committees together to to kind of chat and uh, get uh, get our agenda pulled together for for the session. And then I'm hoping to right before the session in January have just a big uh, kind of plug open house. So okay. members, non-members alike, can kind of all join together and and have a session, good conversation, and just uh, kind of get uh, get a legislative preview going on. So those are the I think those are the two bigger things that we have coming up. And then, uh, as I said, uh, hopefully in the first quarter here, we're working on our first talk talk. Uh, we'll be able to bring in some, some, uh, some experts on that. And, uh, uh after the legislative session, uh, get operators together for, for our first, uh, for our first talk talk session. Nice. Yeah. I'd like to see how yeah. that goes and everything. And I'm glad that you're yeah. getting more people together and, you know, it's good to see that more businesses are less afraid to work with each other. Because that's oh, one absolutely. thing that was really bothering me. It's like people were just so afraid to work with each other. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Man, we we actually had a, a gathering up here that we put together last Thursday. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised at the turnout. There were probably 45 or 50, 50 folks that came out for it. All of them yeah. uh, cannabis business operators. Yeah. It was really cool to see everybody coming together and not afraid to, to get together and work together. Um, yeah, and we're we're starting to set up uh, smaller kind of uh, informational sessions around the state. We've done one in uh, we've done one in Tucumcari with with five dispensaries. Uh, we're going to go up to Kirtland and Farmington soon. I'm sure we'll get down to, to Cruces and Sunland Park to do one. Um, but we like to, as far as events go, we like to put together smaller groups where we can sit down and answer questions about membership, answer questions about what's going on in the state, and just kind of have that. Uh, personal personal interaction with business owners. Dope, 100%. Because, I mean, yeah, that's man. something that is needed. Um, yep. Before we move on, where can people find you, like, website-wise? And actually, I think yeah. we have your website here. Gina, can you pop that up? There we go. Beautiful. So here's one right here. So where can people find you on Instagram, I guess, is where should I, what's, what I should ask. Uh, it, on Instagram, it we are at the NM plug. It's nice. at the NM plug on Instagram. And then our website is www.thepluggnm.com. Uh, and awesome. as you can see, we say the small guys can have a big voice too. You know, nice. we, I like that. Uh, we're, we're there for the, we're there for the small operators. Nice. Is there anything you want to highlight on the website or anything like that? Um, you know, our, our news section is, is uh, finally getting filled out and continually growing. Uh, that's something that we'll actually start posting here real soon. Uh, kind of up to up to date uh, general cannabis news happening here in New Mexico. Nice. Um, so definitely check that out. Definitely sign up for our newsletter because our newsletter is going to start going out here soon. Um, and I, you know, just remind folks we just launched the first part of this month, so we're still building some of this out, but uh, uh, it's it's growing fast. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, because uh, I can't be the only person trying to inform everybody in the state. <laughs> <laughs> no way, the man. Days yeah, the medical days are over, man. I can't yeah. do that. <laughs> it's gonna take all of us now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a team effort. It can't be the only one. Well, For I sure. mean, I really appreciate you joining me today and sharing and having yeah, this man. 
great conversation like this, but you know, we have more yeah. to talk about, but yeah. um, thank you for joining me you know, from the plug and everything. And, you know, I yep. can't wait to see what else you guys do. So let's uh, continue the conversation and we'll go on to the next topic, but man, we, we yeah. talked about some really good shit. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. No question about it. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Matt. And um, yeah, thank man. you the plug. But um, so next topic, we're going to be talking about patient numbers. And I think we've kind of, I've touched base on this in the past on my show. Um, and I like to update people every now and then, but you know, this article popped up a few, like last week, I didn't mm -hmm. get to talk about it. And I kind of figured this could be a good time to talk about yeah. it. Um, I have an advocate on the show with me, so why not? Um, so the patient um, numbers in New Mexico keep dropping. Um, they went from 135 of, uh, last year in May of 2022. Now they're at 85,000. Now I remember when we got to 80,000, when we were just building the medical program. It's so now we're kind of, yeah. oh, it was huge. I mean, I'm, I was patient 8,000 something or something like that. So, oh, that's cool. you know, seeing that number get to there, you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. That's awesome. So, yeah, it, it is. But it's sad to see that more people are leaving um, the, the cannabis program. And yeah. that's been a trend in every state that's gone legal. Their oh, yeah. medical program has suffered. It's shrunk. Or some places have just gotten just rid of it altogether, it. which I mm -hmm. hope we don't do here in New Mexico because mm -hmm. there are obviously 85,000 people that still use the program yep. um, right now, which, you know, it could go up. It could go down. I hope it goes up because you don't pay taxes in New Mexico. Yeah. If you have a medical cannabis card and you have more legal protections. Yep, um, absolutely. More protections with a medical cannabis card than you do just as a regular Joe Schmo. You're mm -hmm. allowed to possess more in public um you have more protections um even as a parent you have more protections with a medical cannabis um, card versus just not yep um, so those are some things to keep in mind and the benefits of having a medical cannabis card other than just you know needing it you also do get different pricing sometimes and you do mm -hmm. get more potent like edibles and extracts and stuff like that yep. if you're medical yep. um the only downside is that you get what is it the eight ounces per 90 rolling days they do roll over into each other um but i kind of feel that's kind of archaic um and we don't really need it anymore but that's that's been something that we've been fighting for a long time and for some reason the state just does not want to give that up um because it's kind of confusing to me because if all medical cannabis in the state is tax-free then why are we being taxed if we go over eight ounces i think the way that they're getting away with it is just not allowing you to buy any more medical cannabis yeah um so to me that's kind of bullshit <laughs> it's total bullshit yeah absolutely. Yeah. it's it's bullshit because you're telling this patient that oh you can use your medicine but only to the certain amount you know yep. we're gonna we're gonna cut you off yep that's and right. i feel that's a decision between you and your doctor not you mm -hmm. and the state you know yep just like everything else well it's like any other prescription you know you're mm -hmm. you're not gonna have the state step it well they might <laughs> <laughs> i think it's that bad with, with how things are going they might yeah but, you're, you know, you're not necessarily going to have the state step in with the with a regular prescription from a doctor saying, hey, you can't take this or you're only limited to, to this amount. Uh, yeah. And it, it really shouldn't be that way with cannabis either. And, you know, yes, we're, we're seeing the same trend that other states have seen with their with their medical programs. And uh, it's I, I, I think people should really take advantage of the medical program here. It saves you 21% on, on every single purchase, zero tax. A lot of yeah. us say taxation is theft. It, yeah. Oh my God. Tell, yes. Tell, tell, <laughs> tell the state to fuck off with, with, uh, with your taxes just by getting your medical card that, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and these days you don't even pay for it. They accept insurance. Yeah. So like what better way to stick it to the man and say, fuck your taxes is to yeah. get a medical cannabis card for free. Seriously. And then getting tax-free cannabis, like, yep. holy crap, man. like, stop yeah. paying it, taxes. <laughs> to me, the benefits are way too big to, to have, your, have your medical card versus not. Like, it, yeah. it, my girlfriend has one, and we're, we're in the industry, and we, we go out and wholesale, we're our own. But she's got it because we don't like to pay taxes on her. <laughs> on I don't either. Yeah. So, yeah, so just it just makes sense. Um, yeah. And it, you know, I think as a medical customer too, you you, you get a little bit of a different uh, treatment at, at dispensaries, yeah. Uh, and you can get different uh, and sometimes better product for yourself as a mm -hmm. as a medical patient. Stuff that's actually targeted at at your conditions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, some and I really do appreciate those places. You know, that really mm -hmm. cater to that because I remember at the very beginning, like the first 
month or two when we first went legal um they were catering to patients first but i remember mm -hmm. the very first day people were complaining and bitching why aren't patients being seen first this yeah. is more shit and like yeah. i was like i kind of agree guys sorry and then right away boom places were like all right cool created two separate lines patients are yeah. first if you're a medical cannabis patient you're being seen here or you're being seen first in the line etc cetera, etc cetera. Yep. so you know you do get different treatment yeah 100 percent you know, mm -hmm. the, the benefits don't just, you know, stop at having the card and not paying taxes. I mean, even going to certain events, you'll either get a discount or you're getting for free for having yep. a medical cannabis card in the first place. Yep. Um, certain smoke shops will give you a discount or grocery stores will give you a discount for having a medical cannabis card. Um, so, I mean, it's almost like having a membership card in certain aspects, you yeah. know, like and you don't even pay for it, you know, because yep. your insurance That's can right. pay for it. Well, so, I mean, what, what I've found, too, is there's there are excellent medical educators that you may not have access to if you're just a rec customer, you know, yeah. some of these medical education edu educators are amazing individuals and the work that they do is incredible. And I'd, I'd love for, for as many people to have access to the, to them as possible too. Oh, dude, me too. Cause you know, um, I, I go through a doctor here in Cruces. She's great. Um, and she's actually, you know, um, uh, my primary care, um they designated her that which was funny i was like oh you did my card now you're my primary care that's hilarious <laughs> nice. um, but she's really great she's very thorough you know she does other things too um but you know yeah she knows she's very versed in cannabis um yeah. so it's great to see that there's people like that and leave mm -hmm. leave the taxes to the texans y'all and then you know the people yeah. that don't live in new mexico <laughs> yeah exactly get your get your cards it only makes sense and it's all electronic now so it couldn't even be any easier yeah, I have it on my phone. It took 24 hours for me to get my card, you know, yep. versus 30 to 60 days like it was back when we were medical, you know, like just medical. That was ridiculous. No, <laughs> super ridiculous. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I'm glad to see that a lot of things have changed for the better since mm -hmm. since the medical days. And I think they're only going to only going to improve and just keep getting better. Yeah. And we're going to have to keep fighting for the medical program to improve yep. it. Um, to keep it here. I, I don't see it going away anytime soon in New Mexico. Um, no. You know, we, we've had a strong, we were actually the very first medical cannabis state, sorry, California. Um, back in the 70s. So I kinda, yep. Yeah, back in the 70s. See, you know it too. That's yep. great when I get someone that knows that that little fact too. Uh, yeah. so sorry, California, but you know, we, we need to keep that here in New Mexico. So uh, we who, need to keep who's the governor state. that signed it into law? It was Apodaca. There you go. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Got a fellow. Actually, uh, interviewed his son um, years ago when he was running for governor, and I yeah, learned all that I, history from him. I, I worked on Jeff's campaign for a little bit. I was. Oh, I, you did. I advised him for a while. Yeah, he's a he's yeah. a friend. So yeah. yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good. Yeah, guy. he really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, I love that guy to death. Uh, shout out to you, Jeff, if you ever watch. <laughs> so yeah, and you know. Just to those out there, you know, get your card. You know, um, we're gonna have to fight, but we are gonna have to get rid of the adequate supply thing at some point. You know, it's gonna have oh, to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 long gone. You know, we, we need to get rid of it. Just like when we had limits on extracts for you know THC percentages, yeah. like sixty, then it went to seventy percent. It's like, come on, guys, this is ridiculous. Well, you can get up to ninety nine percent now, and in in very rare cases, I haven't seen it done, but you can get over a hundred percent. So yeah, the, yeah. the the laws have to catch up with the technology, as usually is the case. Yeah. 100%. Um I uh I forgot what else I was gonna say. There was something else, but it's all right. <laughs> it's good. I, sometimes I just like to talk. <laughs> oh no, it's good. I mean the advocate side of you, I get you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's all I really had for the patient numbers and everything. I mean, it's not something that's different for New Mexico versus other states. You know, other states saw it's even more of a significant drop than we even we are seeing now. So we're actually holding mm -hmm. on pretty strong versus what other states went through. You know, it pretty much yep. went to nothing. Um, yep. So, and we have reciprocity too. So if you have a medical cannabis card from anywhere um, or any other state, you can use it here in New Mexico and not pay taxes. So mm -hmm. if you're from another state, it's probably good to keep your medical cannabis card because there's other states like that now. We're not the only state that does that. I think yeah. there's like five or six other states that do it. Yep, that's um, right. And so um, if I ever visit that state, I'm make sure I have my card. Even in Colorado, they will give you a discount if you have a medical cannabis card. Like you'll just mm -hmm. get a straight discount. Like, yep, that's dope, you know? Oh, it's super dope. Yeah, Can't beat is, that. Well, oh, and no. the, I know what I was going to say, the, the, the adequate supply thing. That's, ah, that's kind of out the window now. Uh, yeah. when, when, when you can have a farm with 18 or 20,000 plants, there's going to be plenty of supply in the market. And we're, yeah. we're, we're honestly seeing that in the wholesale prices too. So yeah. uh, I don't think that's something we're ever going to have to really worry about again here. 
Yeah, and I'm not seeing medical prices above rec prices pretty much anywhere. I think I saw one no. dispensary in the state where it goes like this every now and then with it. Don't know why, but yeah, everywhere else it's always under significantly. So I mean, it's not like it's taking yeah. that much of a deal. Even state. at the higher dosages with edibles and and concentrates, you're 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 still seeing uh, medical prices below below rec. Plus, you throw in the medical card discount. That's even better. Yeah, yeah. Then I get the veteran <laughs> discount too, so I'm like. Give me oh, them discounts. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> right? That's a beautiful so, thing. Yeah, and if you're a veteran, always ask for that discount, guys. Mm -hmm. you know, it Absolutely. goes a long way. Um, so that's all I really had about the but the patient thing. If you guys are patients out there, um, renew your cards. It's a lot quicker mm -hmm. now. Everything's digital. If you live in New Mexico, you're a resident, you have a New Mexico driver's license, just get your card. Your insurance can most likely pay for it. Sometimes your own primary care doctor might be the, you know, the hookup, the plug. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next topic we're going to be talking about and the last topic we're going to be talking about, cannabis and taxes. And I left this for the last because it's not sexy. People hate it. But if you don't do this right, you're going to fuck yourself and your whole business oh, and tax yeah. man's going to be knocking on your door. Last person you want knocking on your door is tax man. Very last person. Ooh, <laughs> gave me creeps just saying that. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I don't watch you around. <laughs> so um, the reason why I'm bringing this up, and this doesn't really come from any article or anything like this. This is just something that I was thinking about, noticing how other things are taxed um, adult mm -hmm. use wise, tobacco and alcohol. So mm -hmm. with tobacco and alcohol on the federal level, it's taxed on the state level, it's taxed on the city and county level it's taxed. Um, and then who knows what hidden taxes there are. Um, so with all of those that have these taxes with cannabis here in New Mexico, we just have that 12% tax. And then you have the, the regular tax that goes after that, you know, which mm -hmm. adds up to about 20, 21%, depending where you mm -hmm. are in the state, give or take. Yep. Um, so, in New Mexico, that's great right now because we have something across the board. We don't have something that's like, this edible is going to be 5%. This doobie is going to be 2%. You know, this um, hash rosin, this is going to be 12%, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, you know, all over the place. Because um, yep. that's what they do with tobacco and alcohol. And I wanted to bring this up because we're going to get to a point where that may happen to cannabis. I hope not because that causes confusion um that creates just mass whatever because yeah. we're already dealing with people who are uneducated in this in this industry to start with you know yep. we're not dealing with something that's been an industry for a long time so if we add something like this we're going to cause more confusion we're going to cause more tax fraud um oh, and God, we're just going to create god it's going to be so bad if we do that because like right now what is it there's like 80 80 businesses that are out of uh, compliance right now when it comes to taxes. They haven't paid their taxes or something in the state. They, they say 80. It, my guess is it's probably a lot higher than that. I'm thinking plus, that too. Plus you've got, you, you've got operators right now that are working this year to pay off their tax bills from last year. Still, it's yeah. just, God, where do you even start on taxes? <laughs> God, I know. And, and so I, I want everyone to have this on your mind and to have this conversation, you know, do we want to stay where we are now? I'm already in, in the arena of, we need to lower our, our cannabis taxes, mm -hmm. especially once we go federal, because that brings on a whole nother tax. Um, we need to lower it. It needs to mimic more closer to what we tax alcohol and tobacco. However, we don't need to go down the confusing route of starting to tax things individually. Like even pipes have a certain tax, you know, federal, state, city, county, you know, that even a pipe, a glass pipe, they have their own little taxes. Um, you know, I have numbers here. It gets a little confusing. Um, I'm gonna try to not lose people. So on a 12 pack of beer here in New Mexico, you're going to pay 41 cents in Las Cruces, 13 cents for the County, 50 cents for federal and $2 and 20 cents, I believe for no federal is $2 and 20 cents. Um, so the federal is a lot higher than the state and everything else. And so you're going to be paying $6 and 24 cents on a 12 pack of beer, which equates to about a gallon. Um, so you're paying $6 on that 12 pack, which is quite high. However, it's, it's not outrageous. as high as cannabis. Yeah, it's yeah. outrageous, but cannabis still isn't that high. You know, it's like when you look at cannabis, you know, you'd be paying a lot more in those taxes. And it, if you look at a state like Washington, you know, I go and visit there quite often. It's like 35%. It's like mm -hmm. ridiculous up there. So if you look at that compared to this, and even their alcohol taxes are significantly higher than ours too. Um, yep. You know, it's a little bit more ridiculous when you go there with that. So I just kind of feel our taxes need to come down, but we don't need to have it as confusing, you know? Like, I oh, don't know I how agree. You feel about that. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. So what, what uh, other markets have seen other more mature markets have seen and what, what some studies have shown is that once you reach that 21% mark in cannabis, people will go back to the traditional market. They'll go back to the black market because there's no tax. Yeah. And in some cases, the product is better that, that you're getting. Yeah. Um, so with taxes so high, what the state is going to end up doing eventually is driving people back towards uh, what they call illicit cannabis. Yeah. So it, it makes sense to have solid tax policies that, uh, that actually encourage growth and in, encourage participation in the legal market instead of driving yeah. people out of it. Um, you know, and that, that's just on the consumer side, uh, with, with New Mexico, with our, with our gross receipts taxes, say what you will about the system because it, it actually really sucks. But when it comes to, to goods being purchased, that helps, uh, that helps with the, the, the complications of, uh, of individual taxes. Hopefully we don't see, uh, individual products getting taxed at different rates because that's, that's a nightmare. I mean, you, a lot of places just right now don't even, it. yeah. Oh, just researching <laughs> it alone. I know. Your data and, you know, businesses have to now pay the gross receipts tax plus the excise tax. And it's, it's a big bookkeeping headache. I can only imagine how it would be for, uh, for retailers, especially, you know, that carry like three or 400 SKUs plus, it would yeah. just be an absolute nightmare. So yeah. that's something that that I think you could see us definitely continuing to fight. That's uh, I'm not a fan of taxation anyway. Uh, I'm one of those that believes taxation is theft. <laughs> so uh, you know, let's uh, let's let's try and keep the the tax policy fair and and not towards something that's going to drive consumers and or operators towards a uh, towards the illicit market again. Yeah, hundred percent. You know because. We already see that on the legal side with tobacco and alcohol. You know, if some mm -hmm. of you watching don't know, we actually have an illicit market for untaxed tobacco and alcohol here in the States. And here in New Mexico, the number is actually quite high. It's about 33%, 36%. And um, when I was looking at the data, this came from, you know, a national data who, you know, they look at all the states and everything. The trend that I saw wasn't really the percentage of taxes. It's how close they were to Canada and Mexico. Um, oh, was the big difference yeah mm -hmm. and like it wasn't always the case but washington's numbers were high california's numbers were high florida's weren't as high you know mm -hmm. um new york's were very high they're in 40 something percents um, yeah. we over here were about 30 something percent um i didn't look at texas's but i think texas was about 20 something percent too so it seemed the closer you were to the border or closer to that access um, yeah. the more likely you were to have you know untaxed goods in that sense so even now at the rate that we have them, it is very, it's not as big as, you know, the illicit market for cannabis, even today in our legal yep. market. Um, but it's still alarming at a 30 something percent. That means that, you know, 30% of the goods in the state that people are buying aren't taxed. Um, and so that that's kind of alarming as is, and that's at the tax rate that they are now. So we might yeah. even have to go lower than what, you know, tobacco and alcohol are to really fully shrink the traditional market. Cause you're never going to kill it. It's never going to die. No, this is never. a testament that this is a testament right here that it's never going to die because we have legal tobacco and alcohol and they have, you know, illicit markets all, you know, as is, but they're just very small. Um, so <laughs> well, we could shrink. We have legal, legal guns too, but you know, yeah. there, there's a black market for guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a black market for everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and you know, we can only shrink them, you know, we can't yeah. ever exterminate them fully. You know, we right. can try, we can spend billions and billions of dollars and waste it on it, but we're only going to be able to shrink it with good regulation, um, low taxes. I, I wish there was no taxes on it. Like, you know, I, you know, it's theft. But um, yeah, there's really nothing we can do because at 25% for even tobacco for a cart for a pack of cigarettes, that's $2 extra, you know, yeah. that you're paying there. Crazy. And eat, huh? It's crazy. Yeah, it is. You know, and you're, you're going at different levels. And right now, we're not paying a federal tax for sales for cannabis. You know, it's just the 280E on the retail side that they're really paying for. And that yeah. on its own is a whole different animal. I mean, you were, you're telling me how much were people paying, you know, percentages for that? Uh, you know, I was talking with an operator yesterday that's a retailer and she pays close to 33% in taxes. Talk about theft. I mean, and 280E is a whole different ball of wax. And basically what it boils down to is operators, we don't yeah. get treated as a normal business. And yeah. We need to be able to be treated as a normal business so we can take yeah. take bigger deductions and take advantage of of the tax code as it's supposed to be.
100% because in New Mexico, you know, some of you don't know, um, you're not, you're only taxing certain things that you do in the, in the program. So if I'm a, so say if I'm a manufacturer and someone brings me material and I process the material for them and I charge them, um, that money that I charge them, that gets a tax. It's not the same tax that you get on the retail side, but you are paying a tax for that. However, if I have my own material, I process my own material, and then I sell it to a retail. There is no tax for that on my side. However, mm -hmm. you do have to report it to the tax bureau that, that came from the investee NM um, seminar or uh, web thing today. Um, they confirmed that you do need to report it. You won't have to pay the taxes on it. You just have to report it just for tracking mm -hmm. purposes, which yep. makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, you we're just enter big with... fat zeros. Yeah, <laughs> big zeros. At least it's there. <laughs> Weight zeros. Easy yep. shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, and then even on the growth side, you know, that you're, you're telling me too earlier, I was like, that's a great example too. You know, I'll give you guys another example. Same thing on the growth side. If you grow your own cannabis and then you sell it to a retail spot, there's no taxes on that. However, if you kind of do it another way, you do it for someone else and you pay the taxes, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, if you're splitting right. it, whatever, you're probably paying taxes. So, and there's going to be other little taxes in between that, but you're not paying what the retail's paying. The retail is probably paying the most out of everybody. And I think th there's certain ways that people try to manipulate it to help them pay less or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's little tricks and stuff like that that are legal. That there's legal loopholes. You know, those yep. do exist. Um, and you can use those. And sometimes they're recommended to use them. Um, but, you know, it's just 30-something percent. That is ridiculous. You know, Oh, it's outrageous. Like, and I, yeah. As a producer, we'll probably end up in the 20 to 25 percent range, which yeah. that's still way, way too big. And you know, you got to fight to find deductions. So you end up spending a lot of money on infrastructure improvements throughout the year and yeah. things that, that you can end up writing off. Um, it's just the, the tax situation for cannabis businesses, it, talk about unfair. It's uh, yeah. there, there's really no other industry out there that's treated like us as, as far as, as far as the taxation goes. Um, yeah. it, this is not taxation advice, by the way, but if you're 100%. a retailer, Make you make sure you have your your manufacturing license because that'll pay off in a in a lot of ways for you. Yeah, and today even that. at the at the workshop that I attended online, they were saying the same thing. The CCD said if you are a retailer and you're trying to do um, deli style, you do mm -hmm. need your manufacturing license because you're going to be processing and packaging in it to a little package and selling it to the customer. So yeah. they confirm that if you are a retailer and you want to do that you're going to have to get your manufacturing. If you don't, yep. then you can do prepackage and you're fine, yep. which, you know, well, I'm a fan of prepackage. That's just my personal preference. I know there's people out there who swear by deli, but I'm just not a big fan of the jar opening all day and the terpenes just being released, you know, everybody's hair and nose sweat. Yeah. And yeah. And skin and particles. And, you know, yeah. I, I went to one place in Chaparral and it was summer and they had a porch light that was probably maybe seven feet. And so there was bugs everywhere. So there's bugs all oh, inside no. the store oh. and it was deli style. I was afraid it was going to get in the jar. She's like, do you want to see this? And I was like, not really. <laughs> yeah, I would. I definitely recommend all retailers talk to their accountants about their manufacturing license because there can be some tax advantages there with, with your employees and how you run a, a manufacturing and, and retail setup. There, there yeah. are deductions to be had there. But uh, consult your tax professional, not... Uh, not some policy guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I do want to mention if, you, uh, if you're if you bringing tobacco or uh, alcohol back on this real quick because I forgot to mention. If you're bringing it from yeah. Mexico or Canada, you do have to pay a tax. However, there is an exemption, um, a certain limit. You know, there's a certain amount. I think it's like 200 cigarettes um, or something like that. And like a liter of alcohol, you're exempt from paying the taxes. Anything more than that, you have to pay the taxes. I'm not too sure what the rate is. Um, I just know when I was younger, we went to Mexico and they asked us if we had alcohol. They said yes, and we had to pay a tax. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and I looked it up and it's legit. And they do have um, the exemption for the certain amount. And I'm sure it changes all the time. And if you don't pay that, straight through jail. Um, yeah. But and I just wanted to mention that if you are going to another country, you can bring those items back. And hopefully once it goes federally legal, that'll be the same case for cannabis. Um, hopefully it won't be itemized it, it'll be easier because uh, <laughs> uh, that's something that we we need to fight is if they start trying to itemize them and stuff like that we, we got to tell them look this isn't tobacco or alcohol there's too many different products there's too many different things we're gonna cause more confusion well and you don't you don't go into a grocery store and 
tax different food items at, at different rates or yeah. even go into like a Walgreens and tax, tax different items at different rates. It just doesn't make sense, especially right. with the, the tax system that we have set up in New Mexico. So, but that's, that's definitely something I, I think will always be on our agenda is fighting individual taxation of, of products at, at different rates. Yeah. Cause I mean, already we, we get taxed when we make money, we get taxed when we buy it, we get taxed when we own something, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like tax upon tax upon tax. At the end of the day, it's like 70% in taxes. So, yeah, it's outrageous. You know, it's ridiculous. So just stop taxing us to death is really what Please. I want to go at. And where we're at with cannabis is great. We are going to have to lower that number because it's due to increase to, I believe, uh, 13% in 2025. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to yep. go all the way to, is it poof, 25% or 20%? I think 25 is the top end of it. Um, Either way, that's something that, that I think all of us as, as industry professionals need to do is go to our legislators and educate them on why higher tax rates for cannabis are, it's just an absolutely terrible idea. You know, cigarettes uh, with, with the, the big lawsuits of big tobacco back in the nineties, we've seen massive taxes slapped on, on uh, cigarette companies. Yeah. And the, those those were also meant to to reduce, encourage the reduction of the use of the product too, which say what you will, it may have worked here and there, but man, when you slap these these big taxes on these types of consumer goods, especially in New Mexico, you're hurting low income individuals more than anybody, yeah. um, and it, that that is something that we have to be very aware of in New Mexico is is what our our low income population is. Uh, is paying on these things yeah. and they're the ones that can least afford these big taxes. Yeah. So, you know, that's always something that I think we have to be, be aware of and, and fighting for and uh, making sure it's fair. Yeah. hundred percent, you know, cause it's just, it's weird to look at cannabis and like we're paying significantly more in taxes than something that is significantly more harmful, you yep. know, like what's helped more than raising the taxes on lowering, you know, the tobacco use is education. And, you know, people being informed on the risks, the harms, and, you know, what can actually happen to you if you use tobacco, alcohol, et cetera. That has mm-hmm. actually done us more good than harm. You know, the raising the taxes uh, a little bit, you know, but not much. Like, not you know, much. I, I, yeah, not much. I, people that I know that love cigarettes, they're going to pay that tax all day. They don't care. You know, yeah, they, well, sin taxes just don't work in general. Look at look at New York City with that with that soda tax they tried to propose. Yeah, yeah, uh, actually, that. even looking closer to home, Santa Fe about uh, five or six years ago tried to try to impose a soda tax, and that that went down in flames. Yeah, it, they they don't work, and people don't like them. Yeah, uh, and you end up driving up the price for the consumer, and uh, you know companies will will end up losing business because of it too. Hundred percent. You know, and that's one thing I, I was telling the legislature when we first got into this, when they had the individual plant tax on the grows for the bigger grows. I said that's yeah. going to increase the, the 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 cost of cannabis. It's going to create an illicit market issue, and it probably has, to be honest. You know, we just oh, we're yeah. not seeing a lot of those implications now. If we change it, we're probably going to see some stuff improve, um, oh, sure. especially the price. You know, we will yep. see the price drop because it's going to it's going to cost you less to produce that you know one plant. You mm-hmm. know um, that. Yep. whatever it costs, you know, whatever they make it, you know, that's going to save you money in the end. So, um, but I digress. So we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to keep fighting. And, you know, this year, this next next legislative session, we are going to have to fight it because the next year after that is when the taxes are meant are going to go increase. So this is something that we're gonna have to fight now versus later. Yep. Absolutely. I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, you know, I, it'll be interesting seeing what what pops up during this thirty day session. I I feel like it might uh, might end up being a lot of defense, but uh, who knows? Let's see. Yeah. Let's see how it shakes out. Yeah, I'm a big believer of uh, it's not impossible, just improbable. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So, yep. uh, but yeah, but uh, that's all I have for the taxes things. Thank you so much for that conversation, man. You you brought so Absolutely. much, you know, to that, you know, and you're able to yeah. just you know, kind of echo similar things. And it was great. You know, like, you know, you brought yeah, experiences too, just direct experiences, you know, especially the 30% for that retail that, you know, they're paying and that's, and I'm sure it's similar for a lot Outrageous. of people, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's yep. crazy. And other States are, you know, saying the similar, um, but before yeah. you end the show, I just want to add some bonus information. Don't forget this weekend, November 18th is going to be the growers cup down at Sunland park. 
Um, I have that information on my socials. I don't know if you're, you've been sharing that or not, but I have. Uh, the industry town hall sesh is going to be on Monday, the 20th in Sunland Park. I will be there. It will be at Obi-Wan Cannabis 2167 McNutt Road. Um, that's going to be at 5 o'clock to 6.30. Uh, Matt's going to be there. Hopefully, I'll see sure. all of you there and you know all the local folks. Even if you want to take a trip, please come down. Um, we're going to have another one in Albuquerque next month. And um, I think towards the end of this week, uh, we'll announce that and get the flyers out. And I'll get it to you so that way you can get to your folks up north. Beautiful. And we'll, we'll, we'll continue uh, collaborating with you on all these things so we can get, uh, get more of our industry folks involved and informed. Heck yeah, man, hundred percent. And I'm down with yeah. that. And, you know, I'll let the ladies know and, you know, uh, say hello to everybody for me, but that's all I Absolutely. have for the show. Matt, you want to get us out of here? Do the outro. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. Hey, first of all, thank, thanks for, thanks for having me on. Thanks for allowing us to, to plug the plug. Uh, you can again, check us out at, uh, www.thepluginm.com or on socials. Uh, we're at the NM plug. Uh, and we uh, we really look forward to, to working with everyone and and uh, seeing everyone and developing a, a happy, healthy, vibrant uh, small business cannabis uh, industry in the state. Yeah, me too, hundred percent. I can't wait to see what kind of great craft cannabis comes from our market. Absolutely, definitely looking Again. forward to that. All right, man. Well, everybody, I'm out. We'll see you not next week, but the week after for the last episode for this season. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll be back in January with season two. All right. Awesome. Jesus.